Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Dear sisters, I aim to read the meaning of the Holy Quran by Abdullah Yusuf Ali. It is a new edition with revised translation, commentary, and newly compiled comprehensive index. The aim of this work is to enlighten listeners to the holy, glorious Qur'an, to give them the translation in English, along with its transliteration. Before I start, I would just like to thank you for listening to these podcasts. I will aim to do them surah by surah, and any mistakes are from myself, and anything that you learn and benefit from by the by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's permission is from Allah. I hope that you will benefit from this and may it be a means of sadaqah jariya for me and for yourselves. Jazakallah khair. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Introduction to Surah 1, Al-Fatiha. First comes that beautiful surah, the opening of seven verses, rightly called the essence of the book. It teaches us the perfect prayer, for if we can pray aright, it means that we have some knowledge of Allah and his attributes, of his relations to us and his creation, which includes ourselves, that we glimpse the source from which we come, and that final goal which is our spiritual destiny. Under Allah's true judgment, then we offer ourselves to Allah and seek his light. Prayer is the heart of religion and faith, but how shall we pray? What words shall convey the yearnings of our miserable, ignorant hearts to the knower of all? Is it worthy of him or of our spiritual nature to ask for vanities? or even for such physical needs as our daily bread? The inspired one taught us a prayer that sums up our faith, our hope and our aspiration in things that matter. We think in devotion of Allah's name and his nature. We praise him for his creation and his cherishing care. We call to mind the realities seen and unseen. We offer him worship and ask his guidance and we know the straight from the crooked path by the light of his grace that illuminates the righteous. Each chapter or position of the Quran is called a surah which means a degree or step by which we mount up. Sometimes whole surahs were revealed and sometimes portions which were arranged under the Prophet's direction. 
Some surahs are long and some are short, but a logical thread runs through them all. Each verse of the surah is called an ayah, plural ayat, which means also a sign. A verse of revelation is a sign of Allah's wisdom and goodness, just as much as Allah's beautiful handiwork in the material creation or his dealings in history are signs to us, if we would understand. Some ayat are long and some are short. The ayah is the true unit of the Qur'an. Al-Fatiha means the opening chapter. These seven verses from a complete unit by themselves and are recited in every prayer on and on many other occasions. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Praise be to Allah, the cherisher and sustainer of the world. Ar-Rahmanirrahim Most gracious, most merciful. Maliki Yawmiddin Master of the Day of Judgment. Iyaka na'abudu wa iyaka nasta'in Thee do we worship and thine aid we seek. Ihdina sirat al-mustaqim. Show us the straight way. Sirat al-nazina an'amta alayhim. Ghayri al-maghdubi alayhim walaudhalin. Ameen. The way of those on whom thou hast bestowed thy grace, those whose portion is not wrath and who go not astray. I will now read the commentary or the footnotes for this surah. By universal consent, it is rightly placed at the beginning of the Qur'an as summing up in marvellously terse and comprehensive words man's relation to Allah in contemplation and prayer. In our spiritual contemplation, the first words should be those of praise. If the praise is from our inmost being, it brings us into union with Allah's will. Then our eyes see all good, peace and harmony. Evil, rebellion and conflict are purged out. They do not exist for us, for our eyes are lifted up above them in praise. Then we see Allah's attributes better. This leads us to the attitude of worship and acknowledgement and finally comes prayer for guidance and the contemplation of what guidance means. Allah needs no praise for he is above all praise. He needs no petition for he knows our needs better than we do ourselves and his bounties are open without asking to the righteous and the sinner alike. The prayer is for our own spiritual education, consolation and confirmation. That is why the words in this surah are given to us in the form in which we should utter them. 
When we reach enlightenment, they flow spontaneously from us. The Arabic words Rahman and Rahim, translated most gracious and most merciful, are both intensive forms referring to different aspects of Allah's attribute of mercy. The Arabic intensive is more suited to express Allah's attributes than the superlative degree in English. The latter implies a comparison with other beings or with other times or places, while there is no being like unto Allah and He is independent of time and place. Mercy may imply pity, long-suffering, patience and forgiveness, all of which the sinner needs and Allah most merciful bestows in abundant measure. But there is a mercy that goes before even the need arises, the grace which is ever watchful and flows from Allah most gracious to all his creatures, protecting them, preserving them, guiding them and leading them to clearer light and higher life. For this reason the attribute Rahman, most gracious, is not applied to any but Allah, but the attribute Rahim, merciful, is a general term and may be applied to men. To make us contemplate these boundless gifts of Allah, the formula in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful, is placed before every surah in the Qur'an except the ninth and repeated at the beginning of every act by the Muslim who ded- dedicates his life to Allah and whose hope is in his mercy. Opinion is divided whether the Bismillah should be numbered as a separate verse or not. It is unanimously agreed that it is a part of the Qur'an, therefore it is better to give it an independent number in the first surah. The subsequent surahs, it is... For subsequent surahs, it is treated as a as an introduction or a headline and therefore not numbered. The Arabic word Rab, usually translated Lord, has also the meaning of cherishing, sustaining, bringing to maturity. Allah cares for all the worlds he has created. There are many worlds, astronomical and physical worlds, worlds of thought, spiritual world and so on. In every one of them, Allah is all in all. We express only one aspect of it when we say, in him we live and move and have our being. The mystical division between one, nasut, which is the human world knowable by the senses, and two, malakut, the invisible world of angels, and three, lahut, the divine world of reality requires a whole volume to explain it. On realizing in our souls Allah's love and care, his grace and mercy and his power and justice as ruler of the day of judgment, the immediate result is that we bend in the act of worship and see both our shortcomings and his all-sufficient power. The Fatic form means that not only do we reach the position of worshipping Allah and asking for his help, but we worship him alone and we ask for his aid only. For there is none other than he, worthy of our devotion and able to help us. 
Then plural we indicates that we associate ourselves with all who seek Allah, thus strengthening ourselves and strengthening them in a fellowship of faith. If we translate by the English word guide, we shall have to say guide us to and in the straight way, for we may be wandering aimlessly, and the first step is to find the way, and the second need is to keep in the way. Our own wisdom may fail in either case. The straight way is often the narrow way, or the steep way, which many people shun. By the world's perversity, the straight way is sometimes stigmatised and the crooked way praised. How are we to judge? We must ask for Allah's guidance with a little spiritual insight. We shall see which are the people who walk in the light of Allah's grace and which are those that walk in the darkness of wrath. This also would help our judgment. Note that the words relating to grace are connected actively with Allah. Those relating to wrath are impersonal. In the one case, Allah's mercy encompasses us beyond our hearts, beyond our desert. In the other case, our own actions are responsible for the wrath, the negative of grace, peace or harmony. Are there two categories, those who are in the darkness of wrath and those who stray? The first are those who deliberately break Allah's law, and the second are those who stray out of the carelessness or negligence. Both are responsible for their own acts or omissions. In opposition to both are the people who are in the light of Allah's grace, for his grace not only protects them from active wrong, if they will only submit their will to him, but also from straying into paths of temptation or carelessness. The negative ghair should be construed as applying not to the way, but as describing men protected from two dangers by Allah's grace. <laughs>